Hi, Sandra Gogglebox, listening to Five Better Podcasts. One, two, one, two, three, four. Five Better, Five Better, Five Better Podcast. Five Better, Five Better, Five Better Podcast. Hello, welcome to episode six of Five Better Podcast. Uh, my name is Guy, and I'm joined this week, as always, uh, with Jim. Hi, Jim. Hello. Uh, so this week, our song we are looking at is the Smiths classic, Head, The Headmaster's uh, Ritual, um, which we've mentioned the Smiths quite a few times, haven't we, Jim, in the last sort of few episodes? Yeah, I think the um, Smiths are a favourite band of both of ours. They're, they're certainly up there, aren't they? Um, and this song, I, it's not one of their, I don't, don't want to say classic, because that's not the right word, but it's not sort of one of their songs you would naturally go to if you heard of the Smiths or if you went to the Smiths kind of back catalogue, is it? No, it was on one of their best albums, wasn't it? It was on Smith's Best 2. Um, mm. And I think it's on Louder Than Bombs as well, isn't it? Yeah, do you know what? Smith, the Smith's Best 1 is the first time I got into Smith's when I was 15, I think. Yeah, me uh, too. Me ni- too. 1992, was it? I don't know, around then. My Sorry brother got me it on tape. It might be a little bit I... later than that, because I think I'd passed my driving test. It might be 93. 93, possibly then, around then. But... Um... And that was my intro into into the Smiths. Yeah, oh, and a wicked and really good artwork on the on the sort of the red of the cassette sleeve I had. Yeah, the black and white uh, pictures and stuff. But yeah, really good. But this song's uh, this song's, a, yeah, it's it's up there, isn't it? It's a really good song. Oh, is it not? I, it, it's kind of. I did when I had that best two album. I did really like it, and more and more, I've come to sort of. It kind of falls away a bit for me. Um, oh, okay, okay. I, it, it's, I've, I've kind of. I don't know. I don't know whether it's kind of fallen out of favour with me a bit. I do. I do like it. I do think it's a great song. I think it's. It's that. It, what one of the things I do love about it is that. Uh, Morrissey in the lyrics abandons all um, kind of structure and it's one of the first songs it's probably not one of the first songs at all but it's one of the first songs I remember that I actually thought this doesn't make any sense because there's no verse chorus there's no no there isn't is there Um, and even he doesn't really reference the title does he which I think a a lot of their songs actually a lot of their songs don't they well no they kind of do I suppose uh, so I'm thinking off the top of my head there, the Charming Man. Yeah. Well, no, How Soon Is Now doesn't, but Sheila Take a Bow, Panic. Yeah. Uh, Still Ill, Cemetery Games. Yeah, yeah, Bars. yeah. So they, they're... Well, actually, there's, uh, I think we're going to come to later some of the songs we've chosen where I, I mean, there's only one I've got, which is uh, it's similar and it's kind of stru- structure in it. That there's not really a reverse chorus structure in the... Yeah. Um, in even like... Um, yeah, and even like that sort of the idea of the singing chorus, but um, but uh, fantastic opening line, isn't it? Belligerent ghouls run Manchester schools. I mean, that's that's quite a, um, a renowned line of his, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for years I thought it was uh, the legend runs through runs through for Manchester schools. So <laughs> the legend, I like it. I spent years <laughs> thinking it, thinking it was some old cobbler's lyric. 
<laughs> well, that's the problem with sort of pre-internet. And if you didn't bother looking at the vinyl, even like some vinyl records didn't even have yeah uh, gatefold sleeves, didn't have any of the lyrics on it. A lot of them did, but because um, the, the best of albums did have the lyrics, but I had it on vinyl rather than cassette. Right. I had best one on cassette and best two on vinyl. And okay. best two didn't have the. I don't remember it having the lyrics. So yeah, the legend ran through from Manchester <laughs> schools. I like that. I mean, he's, he is a legend, isn't he? It was, you know, <laughs> so it's the truth. Jealous of you. No, that's not the lyrics, Robinson. Not at all. You're an idiot. <laughs> oh, you felt you, and that's exactly the words that the headmaster spoke to Stephen Morrissey, exactly. Patrick Morrissey, in in, in the sixties uh, or it was. I'm lucky um, I never saw them live. I'd have been the idiot singing the wrong tune. <laughs> Holding some roses, not some bloody yeah, getting that yeah. <laughs> With headphones rather than a hearing aid. <laughs> Go on, po- Porosy. You can do it. <laughs> I love Jimmy La. He's great, isn't he? He's brilliant. He's brilliant. <laughs> He's my favourite drummer. That's the song this week. The Headmaster's Ritual and therefore the theme, Jim, is... Yeah, the theme is uh, songs with positions of authority in the title. Um... Which sounds quite wide ranging, but when you when you look at it, is is it can be quite difficult. I spent ages looking up on the internet what positions of authority were before I started. <laughs> yeah, because <looking> <laughs> there's the obvious ones, isn't there? There's like teachers and yeah. you know mother, father, policeman, uh, yeah, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. You know, I had the laughing policeman as the only thing I could come up with for about three days. Yeah, there's no authority there, is there? Yeah. Starts laughing at, starts laughing yeah. at you. <laughs> But um, and then we've, um, I suppose then what we've what we both well, just agreed before we came on was like um, te- we've got to remove God I think, out of yes, um, for no other reasons we're, we're pleading the Fifth Amendment, believe what you want, but I don't think it's uh, well also there's some great songs that I think would easily kind of fit into that, but um, not that we're going to save it, but I think that's, but that could be another sort of theme, couldn't it? Religion. Yeah, I think God is a category that could be all of its own, really. Or, you know, oh, God, God or yes. a deity oh, God. or something like that. Yeah. Or, um, or other made-up things. So, um, so yes, yeah, to remove that, we've got a few a few ideas, haven't we? But um, there we go. Positions of authority. I, I bet you Googled that and had to delete the history quick. Yeah. <laughs> Positions <laughs> that I like to be in authority. Positions of authority. <laughs> severe spanking. <laughs> and yeah I did it on the work computer as well so it was a bit of a worry that's right as long as you log into someone else that's, that's why I know all the passwords my people I work with yeah that's um, true Claire, little tip there yeah get um, all the passwords and never know okay cool right so that, well that's a song so let's um, let's do the the most important part of the evening is uh, to find out what each other's drinking so, I, I believe there may even be a jingle for this if we, if we uh, yeah so let, we just, let's let's have a jingle and a tinkle. No, a drink. Yeah, something. A drinkle. A drinkle. Booze talk, booze talk. What you drinking tonight? So, Guy, what are you drinking this evening? Are you drinking this too evening? much? I mean, I know we've all got work tomorrow, so that's. I know, yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? So, uh, I am drinking, I was drinking some wine with my Sunday roast, but I've now gone on to the Pride and Joy. Um, it's called Pride and Joy. Uh, it's a pale ale can, and it is a classic American-style pale ale. Uh, it's very crispy, very hoppy. I'm, I'm reading this, obviously. Aromatic. It's robust, which is our favourite word. Yeah. I love telling robust. It's, it's robust. It's got a balanced, multi-backbone. 
It's initially soft to the palate, uh, but it builds to a generous but clean bitterness. All of those things are true, but I guarantee after one or two of those, you end up yeah. running to the toilet quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you don't really care. <laughs> there is that. I don't care about the balanced multi-boners. I've had three or four and I'm dribbling <laughs> in the toilet. But uh, it's actually quite decent. I quite like it. And they do an offer on co-op three for five. So anyway, right, so it's a co-op. You're, you're getting a lot of booze from co-op lately. Yeah, I'm well, like, you've got that little co-op by you, haven't there's you? A, there's yes. a co-op literally down the end that's of the road. So, um, wondered, that's why, why we ended up there. That, but, that's why. But uh, what I've done recently is gone down from the uh, the massive bottles of ale to the, mm. just the cans. Yeah. And no- normally quantity, uh, sorry, quantity is everything. <laughs> but uh, I've decided actually I need to kind of calm down on that and just go for a sort of robustness. Robust, <laughs> robust flavour. <laughs> I've been buying those, uh, the little half like the smaller bottles, same same as a can, the three hundred and thirty mil bottles. Yeah, I think I, th- I do think they're mu- it's much, it's much nicer. What I find as well is you can buy like three of them. You can taste a few different flavors, and then yeah, yeah. Um, so. It's also economical for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's on, on the gut, on the uh... exactly on the gut, on the runs, on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> up all night peeing. Um, uh, age, age is a wonderful thing. <laughs> exactly, but. Uh, yeah, it's nice. I'm not going to have one of these and then I'm going to call it a day, I think. But uh, it's, yeah, it's worth it. Pride and joy. It's American. Thank you very much. Yeah, I like the American Pale Ales. Um, what, what are you drinking, Tim? Right, I'm drinking uh, this uh, bottle of red wine tonight. Uh, I've not drunk it all. I've probably drunk a quarter of it, really. I had some okay. with my dinner um, and I had a couple of beers while I was cooking the roast dinner tonight. So Lovely, lovely. Um, but well, this is this is actually my favourite wine of uh, of the moment. I buy loads from Sainsbury's. It's really nice. It's called Wild Pixie, um, and it's, it comes from uh, McLaren Vale, and it's uh, De Urenberg or something. Um, but mm. it's, it's an Australian red. It's a Shiraz, so it's really meaty. Um, Good. And this all last winter. This was the drink of choice because I like a heavy red wine in winter. So this has been, this has been an old friend, and it was on offer in the Sainsbury's. So, uh, so, so I brought it again. It's not the cheapest. Uh, it's usually yeah, well, about fifteen quid to, yeah. to fifteen to seventeen. I think I usually get it for fifteen. It's usually got a couple of quid off, but this time it had yeah. a fiver off, so I bought it for for twelve. Um, Beautiful. And it's very nice. And we've been we've been drinking a lot of that, so uh, yeah. So that's what I'm. I'm just polishing it off so that I don't have to drink in the week. That's my excuse, anyway. That's the uh, well, that's the mantra, isn't it? As long as, as long as there's nothing on 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 tap here, I'm, I'm yeah. happy. Well, I'm not happy. I'm just uh, I've got the excuse to drink. It's it's sad that my personality means that if there's a bottle of wine in the house on a Monday night, I will be laying into it as much as possible. It's just it's just too easy. That's the problem, isn't it? It's just too easy. It is, and just like I find for me at the moment, having a glass of wine with my dinner is so nice, and that's all I want. I don't even want to drink more. No, no. I find just one little glass, but I just don't want to do that. As I said earlier, I'm trying to I'm trying to lose a bit of weight, so I don't really. Yeah. Caning the old booze magoos. Who's who's kicking off tonight? Is it? Um, is it you? I'm going to go with you. I'm going to roll the dice for you. You're rolling. You roll for me. 
Oh, let's do the sorry. Let's do it very quickly. Let's do the categories again. So, oh uh, yeah. I'm, as far as I'm aware, if, if you roll a one, Jim, it's musically. Yeah. If it's a two, it's obscure. Yeah. Obscure. Number three, it's a guilty pleasure. Number yeah. four, it's a four, it's a memory. Uh, five is a popular classic, and six is a wild card. But let's let's uh, quickly inform the listeners about the wild card. Yeah, we've kind of changed the wild card because. Fortunately, it hasn't come up really yet, but it was kind of a, you could pick, one of us was going to pick for the other person, or the, it could be anyone, or whatever, but what we've decided is that it's, it's it, to make it a bit more interesting maybe, it's a, it's a song that you can find that is incredibly tenuously linked to the, to the main, uh, yeah. to the main title, so it's, it's, it's pretty much any song as long as you can link it in yeah. to the, to the yeah. main one. And I suppose it's like it's like the sub, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. And we all, we, all, we always talk about the ones at the end, with the sort of the, the ones that nearly made it. I mm. think uh, there's always one of those that always really close to being on the on on the uh, on the pitch. But no, that's good. So uh, okay, let's use that as our as our new wild card <coughs> idea. And that's number six. All right, yeah, go so and roll for me. Wild roll card. Um, I, mean, I am gonna roll for you. Ooh, I'm baby. Roll for you. Okay, it's a number one. Oh, that is a mute. Who is it? Yeah, musically. Musically, but ah, right now then, Mister, Mister, <laughs> positions of authority. No, I'm going to give you two because this guy here has got two things going on for him that's going to make you quiver in your <laughs> shoes. Not only would you have to call him <laughs> Milud <laughs> and bow You'd down. You'd have to call him Milady as well. <laughs> he's a sir, but also at the same time, he's a duke. Put them together, you've got Sir Duke. Let's have a listen to Stevie Wonder's Sir Duke. Boom. Oh, well, there we go. Oh. I think it might be my favourite Stevie Wonder song, and there's quite a few of his I really love. Music is a world within itself, with the language we all understand. Well, that's, you get straight to the point straight away with it. Um, he's got... Uh, that, I think we talked about, was it James Brown in the sort of first episode or second episode? Yeah. Like the, sort of the, the sort of the horn section. And God, he can write some beautiful kind of like horn sort of section music for this. I mean, this whole... Thing is sort of driven by that kind of opening of the horns. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's brilliant, isn't it? And then it's just the uh, just a, it's just a funkiness behind it, and his, his and his vocals as well. Um, and that whole chorus at the end, you can feel it all over. It's just brilliant. I mean, not, it's just so so brilliant. He's if Stevie Wonder is truly for me a modern day composer. He he transcends being a musician or. a but a pop artist or whatever you know and especially with this song he's composed mm. an absolute masterpiece this this song i think will stand the test of time with you know with mozart with beethoven with all of you know in 200 years time this will be uh you know this will be one of the remembered songs yeah i mean and, and whenever you hear when i say whenever you hear that play that song 
Um, everyone, I and mean, whether you like you don't like Stevie Wonder, you don't like his music, or you're not even even into that music. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays wouldn't have, wouldn't have heard of Stevie Wonder. No, they'd have um, just heard of all their <laughs> favourite artists ripping him off for the last <laughs> ten years. But they, but I guarantee you they hear this and they'll be like, yeah, that. Do you know what that is? A, <laughs> it's a banging tune. It really is. It's. I, um, I think it. I always think of it as like a. Sorry, I'm just going to say as well. I had this as my musically better. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think cool. this was. Uh, you know, I, I completely agree, and I think it's. Um, it it's for me. It's like an autobiography of music. He's like mm. he he's. It's like a yeah. He's like he's written this autobiography of music, and he explains everything that's going on, and uh, yeah, just just brilliant, brilliant song. Um, and I didn't really know much about the lyrics to begin with because I, I, I was quite when I first heard it years ago. I was really just, just it was just the music got me straight away because it was just yeah. so goddamn funky. Um, and then obviously, obviously, when you sort of go Duke, oh, it's about Duke Ellington, um, who sort of died not a couple of years before I think he wrote and recorded, well, recorded the album so, uh, "Songs in the Key of Life" in seventy six. So obviously, it's quite a big influence on his kind of like style of music. So, you know, all the greats like Armstrong, Miller, and uh, um, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, all those lot. Uh, funnily enough, he's also, I mean, I did a bit of research, did he, did, he did some other sort of like appreciation sort of songs to um, Bob Marley, he did in 1980, a song called Master Blaster. Yeah. Um, Happy Birthday was, was Martin Luther commemoration. King. Yeah, Martin Luther yeah, yeah. King. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. This is, this is um, quite bizarre because this is quite bizarre because. I knew this without researching it. I didn't realise Did I knew more about Steve. Yeah, I knew this was well, Duke Ellington. You do, you do. And I knew that he, yeah. um, uh, like, that it's, because it, it's, this is a song that he, everyone thinks is called You Can Feel It All Over, because yeah. that's like the big chorus. But yeah, it's yeah, not. And yeah. He's, but that's what I mean by like an autobiography of music, because he's kind of explaining yeah. how Duke Ellington put, kind of puts it all together and pieces the music together. But yeah, I did know uh, Happy Birthday is Martin Luther King. I knew Master yeah. Blaster as well. I knew that he's... Yeah, yeah. To... And also, it is different to dismiss Headmaster's Ritual mm. completely. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different genre. It's, it's never going to be a comparison kind of reason why it's better. But... Um, but I just think I think, I think with it is, it's uh, you know I think the Smiths musically are incredible, mm. but this song is so good, yeah, and so like it's so well written and, and actually I think this this could be one of his best songs. Whereas I think you well you said and I probably agree with you that the Headmasters Ritual isn't one of the best Smith no. songs that they've got. So um, you know this is. This is for forty-one years old. This is a blood. You know, this is gets. This is nearly as good as you can get as a song that's going to be in a sort of the popular consciousness. Yeah. Um, but also, it's a good song. You know, so you said it could be up there, like with sort of Mozart's and Bach in the years mm. to come. People, people will kind of you know in a time capsule. This would be one of the ones you'd put there to represent that era. This kind of era of Motown and funk and Stevie Wonder definitely. <clears throat> it, it's it's page one, isn't it? Yeah, I think. I think. Like as well for Stevie Wonder, one of the biggest shames is that I just called to say I love you, which isn't a bad track. I, don't, I, I it's all right. It's a bit cheesy, but it's all right. It's like hello, isn't it? It's of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same but thing, it's yeah. off that awful album uh, that's the soundtrack of the Woman in Red, which is a Gene Wilder oh, movie. Oh god, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, like that's just awful. My mum and dad bought that and used to listen to it quite a lot, and it was it was so bad. 
There are some terrible, terrible songs on it. Don't Drive Drunk <laughs> is an awful song. It's, it's, just, it's awful. It's, it's kind of really bad. So, um, that's, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a terrible sort of song to have, Don't Drive Drunk. Yeah, it's kind oh, of oh. like, a, it, and that was in the, you know, the uh, anti-drink driving sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, so. God. Yeah. Um, listen, it's, it's the category's musically better. Clearly, it is. Of course, it is. Is it a better song than Headmaster? Yeah. Of course, yeah, of course it it's is. Music, it's musically better. Head, head and shoulders. Um, but you know, he he is a brilliant. He is he is a composer, isn't he? He writes yeah. he writes it all. He plays it all. And he's. Um, it's just a I shame he ripped I, off so many Will Smith songs over the years. Listen, if there's one thing. Will Smith's good at is his music. It's, it's, right. it's basically playing a Stevie Wonder track and singing over the top of it. Uh, genius, man's a genius. Uh, but there you go, Stevie Wonder. Um, I think I think we can all agree on that. He's definitely one better, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We both had that one. I think that excellent, uh, excellent. Great that's start, the, good start. That's, there. that's the way we start, Jimbo. Right, so I'm going to roll for you, Jimbo. Get ready, big rolls. I'm ready. Big rolls. Roll me off. Roll him again. And number four. Oh, it's a memory song. It's a memory song. Okay. Oh, and then what you got? My memory song. It's a great memory. It's uh, the Wooly Bully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant song. Brilliant song. And appears in a lo- loads of kind of movies and things like that. But it's uh, by Sam Sham and the Pharaohs. So let's have a let's have a listen to the Wooly Bully. Okay, there we go. Sam Sham and the Pharaohs with Wooly Bully. Um, some people might recognise that from films such as Full Metal Jacket. It kind of did the rounds in the eighties as um, mm. um, uh, on a number of movies. Uh, I think it's in thing. It's also kind of in things. I think like uh, Animal House and uh, some of those sort of uh, Belushi movies from the uh, from the sort of uh, late seventies, early eighties. Mm. Uh, it's it's just a, it's an American classic. I love the way it starts. I love the fact that he goes uno dos one two three cuatro. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, the guy's clearly a complete loon. Um, he's got. I think anyone anyone who counts in a song in a, in a different language, in two different languages, <laughs> gets my vote. It's, exactly. He's it, the the guy's completely mad. Um, uh, stupid name. He's he's a, a white American bloke that. Uh, in the video, it seemed appropriate to him in the sixties to wear a turban as uh, as Sam Sham. Uh, he's yeah, it's just I, it's one of those songs for me. It's it's like um, uh, what, uh, Wild Thing by the Trogs. 
yeah, and yeah. Uh, Louie Louie. It's got that sort of good, you know, that kind of simple chord pattern. Da, 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 Do you know what it's got? Da. Sorry, just that's what made me think of it. Isn't it the? Is it bottom the theme tune to bottom? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that, isn't it? Yeah. Is, that, is that the same one? Um, or, or certainly it's like a do 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 do. It might be. It's a similar sort of thing. It's the same actually. sort of chords, isn't it? Sort of and it is. It's that piece. simple kind yeah. of chord pattern that goes through it. Um, the the lyrics are, are stupid. Uh, why is it a memory song? Okay. Um, it reminds me of a wife. Uh, it reminds right. me of Nat. She basically, when we started going out, uh, we used to joke that she was the woolly bully um, and <laughs> uh, and that she'd be bullying me and that would be like this kind of, kind of joke because like, I'd be going, stop bullying me, stop bullying me and then I'd start singing Sam Sham and the Pharaohs, the woolly bully. She didn't believe me it was a song, and then I downloaded it on YouTube, or I had got it on the iPhone, or got it on some sort of form of device, and sort of played it to her, and then it became kind of a signature song for the two of us when we were when we first started going out, and and it's probably still a signature song now. If it, she she'd know it if I if I was singing yeah, it. Yeah. And, yeah. And do, do you wear the turban <clears> like him? Or I do. Or I do wear the turban. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> the, I mean, the whole thing is like basically. Two people, Hallie tells Sally about a thing she saw. It was nine foot tall with a hairy claw or something, the woolly yeah. bully, woolly bully. And it's just, I think I saw, I remember it a lot from those movies and it was it was one of those ones. It's, again, very much like Louis Louis. Um, yeah. You know, I, uh, that was in like The Naked Gun and all of those sorts of things. And even the uh, Full Metal Jacket, I thought, was a great film when it first came and where it still is. Um, mm. But the soundtrack of that has uh, things like The Surfing Bird on it as well. It's also um, got the, um, the flavour of uh, a sort of the Dick Dale tune in the Pulp Fiction kind of soundtrack. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. And obviously, he did it sort of like quite ironically, didn't he? Got mm. Quentin Tarantino uh, or, or a homage to you, but it wasn't sort of. Uh, from the nineties, but I think yeah, they certainly they, they definitely had a bit of a kind of coolness to a to a film, don't they? Yeah, Those old it, tunes. it's kind of it is. It's that, like you said there, it's the irony within the whole song. The whole song mm. is kind of quite. It's a. It's just kind of a. It's just a silly song. Um, the lyrics are ridiculous, but the music is actually very very good. Um, yeah, you know you you. The, I think in the history or the history of the guy, he was like struggling, and then he thought, "I'll oh, bugger it! I'm just going to write this stupid song," and and kind of pieced it together. Um, but yeah, didn't do much else though, did they? Sam the Shaman? No, no, he did a few bits and bobs as other names, but didn't wasn't really. It's just one of those songs of the time. It's kind of uh, it did reasonably well yeah. in the charts, but I think it's it's had its renaissance with the with the the films that it appeared in. And uh, it's just one of those songs that always, it, I think it's really catchy and it always hangs around uh, in in the background. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so is it better than the Headmaster's Ritual? I mean, you, you put it out there. Uh, I mean, it's a 12 bar sort of blues progression. I get that. Um, is, it, of... is it musically better? Possibly not. But for me, yeah. the two songs... Like the headmaster's ritual has quite a lot of memories. For me, it has a better memory this song than the headmaster ritual. So that that's why I'm arguing for it. Um, yeah, no. You know, um, is it more accomplished tune? I suppose that's where the mem- the memory song is kind of a different. Is a, it's a, it's a is different a, beast, a, isn't it? Cat- it is a different beast. Um, 
I can't I can't take the memory away from you, Jim. Obviously, I'm not going yeah. to ruin it for you. <laughs> don't, ruin, don't ruin it for me. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm quite fond of you and Turban, <laughs> Sam the Sham. You and Natalie playing dress up. <laughs> me and Sam. No, there is Sam. It's me and the Sham. I was just thinking of you as, as woolly, some sort of like big woolly jumper on all board, <laughs> like a sheep. Well, that did happen a lot. Anytime she wore a woolly jumper, this song kind of rocked out at the same time. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what? Um, yeah, go on then. That's half that. We can take that. We can take it. It's Let's put it in fun. there. It's, it's a not bit the of Smith's fun. best song, you say. It's not the Smith's best song. And also, it's a bit of a miserable song than Headmaster's Ritual. I think that's a nice bit of a... It's nice a bit of light, relief, light relief in there, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's what she said. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, listen, let's keep it upbeat. Come on, it's Sunday night. Let's keep it upbeat. Sunday night. Two we've, songs got work and, we've got work tomorrow. That's miserable. We've got we've got, we've got Sir Duke um, dancing away next to some bloke in a turban singing "Woolly Bully." Um, yeah, let's have it. Okay, two nil. Back of the net in your face, Mozza. Yeah, that's uh, that's two for two. We're uh, we're we're you know we're hitting them big today. Two two big sixes. Um, oh yeah, I mean that's it. I mean, well, let's be honest. We've gone from a sixties song to a seventies song. We're keeping it in our <laughs> keeping it in our area, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in the eighties and nineties. Why are we choosing songs from yesteryear, Jim? This one for the kids. Well, the Gosh. song that we're going up against is from the eighties, at least. Although a little bit before us, so. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Do you know what? I'm, there's not much hope. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to be honest with the listeners. There's there's very little kind of references past. Uh, oh no, there's a couple of two thousand. Okay, fine. All right, all right, shut up. Okay, all right. Here roll we go. me a dice. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can get into the modern world. I will roll for you, as I like to say. Uh, all right. So roll again. You've got a three. Three. It's a yellow three. If anyone's interested in the colour of the. Oh, it's a guilty pleasure. Oh. Oh. Now listen, if you're talking about someone who's got a power of a position of authority, or power of authority, um, not power of attorney. Power of attorney. I've not had many girlfriends, I'll be honest with you, Jim, but um, the ones that I did have... Uh, it's, not Lola, <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> it's not Lola, is it? It's not Lola. Kinks not, was last not, week. <laughs> and it's not Roxanne. That's a different <laughs> chapter of my life. Um, no, there's a couple of people there. A couple of girls are definitely... Um, I was out of my depth, I'll be honest with you. Um, We've all been there. And it, they've all been there. And at some point, they were, I think I might have called them this. I think I've even sang it to them, this song, which, uh, I mean, it's, it's no surprise that I didn't end up <laughs> with, with them. Um, in fact, they, they kind of got shot at me quite quickly. Um, but then who would want to be called? A man-eater. Oh. All the notes. Guilty pleasure. Bring it on. Let's have a bit of money to Eighties dancing, eighties rolled up sleeves on a, on a suit jacket, a la Morton Harkett, but not quite as leathery. Um, it, it's a brilliant song. One of them was a Horror midget, like, as well, I mean, wasn't it? One of them was a midget. We looked a bit sort of um, 
it didn't look very convincing, did it? The it, was, it was a midget Kevin Keegan impersonator. <laughs> yeah. With some sort of like kind of like Mexican style like style moustache. Yeah. Um he probably would have killed you. The other guy would have tried to get off of me, I think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good night out. <laughs> and that would have been a fantastic that they are definitely men eaters. Um <laughs> I love this song. I mean, it's great, isn't it? Come on. I mean, uh, here she comes. Watch out, boys. She'll chew you up. And it's got the classic, whoa. Yeah. I mean, if anyone puts a whoa in a song, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much sold. Um, and a lot of Smith songs got a few woes in there, haven't they? Um, in fact, the end of the, the Headmaster <coughs> Richard's got a, la, 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 whoa, yeah. So there's a yeah, few little yeah. woes going on there. So, um, no, not yeah, woes. Um, <laughs> well. I mean, uh, she'll come out at night. Here she comes. Here she comes. The woman is white. I mean, it's... <sighs> And actually, fact, the 80s was quite a decadent era. And, it was, and these guys, I think, were hugely decadent in terms of the excessive kind of like cocaine habit they had. <laughs> and the excessive um, <laughs> amount of denim they wore. <laughs> yeah, denim and cheese that was <laughs> emanating off them. Um, but uh, I think it's just quite a positive song. You know, not all of 80s was misogynistic. Um, I mean, I don't know. Could you call it a misogynistic song? I think it's talking about a woman who was, who was, who was very powerful. The lean and hungry type. He says in here, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing is new. I've seen her here before, watching and waiting. I mean, you couldn't if you had if it was sung by a girl, making it about a, a bloke sitting there watching and waiting. It's a bit pervy, isn't it? It, it is but, a bit pervy. Um, but he, I think he's quite happy being <laughs> watched. <laughs> he he um, wants to be eaten up by her, doesn't he? They both do. Basically, they both want to be eaten by this woman. The woman is wild, a she-cat tamed by the purr of a jaguar. Not only is he kind of like desperate for it, he's got some good lyrics as well. <laughs> and uh, also, they, they're, they're great musically as well. I think I like their, their, just generally I like their music. I mean, what was the sample that, was, that Simply Red did? Um, was it Simply Red? Um, oh, the other song, bloody hell. Um, I can't go for that. Um, oh yeah, that song, um, which I think was it. Simply Red Nicked. So I think, yeah, Simply Red. I don't like Nick Hucknall, so I don't know much about Simply <laughs> Red at all. But I think they did nick it song. But also, you know, the other classic song of theirs, the um, "You Make My Dreams Come True." I think is one of my favourite sort of like of that era songs, um, which I think was on the Five Hundred Days of Summer film, which I quite liked a few years back. Yeah, um, and they're great. I mean, they're still sort of touring. Um, <sighs> Excellent mullets. I mean, like I say, it, it is everything about the 80s, which I really quite like. It's, I'll tell you what with this song that I like about it, is that uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've shown you this on, on several evenings. That sounds a bit rude. Yeah. But it's my wham dance. Do you remember my wham dance where you kind of swing your arm out, clicking, and then jump yeah. from side <laughs> to side at the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, this song is perfect for the wham dance. It's, and it's and I think even in the video, aren't they? They're kind of clicking away. It's a, it's a real click your fingers song. Oh yeah, it's um, it's, it's, it's joyous, isn't it? I mean, it's got that kind of rhythm to it as well. So it's just natural yeah. side to side kind of like you just want you just want to sort of move to it. Um, I think it's it's, it's also not, there for expressive dance as well. You know, you could you could tell the story through dance. Well, you, but, look. I don't know. I mean, what would you, if, you, if you've got a Jaguar mentioned there, so you're going to do some sort of like cat, aren't you? Um, you mean, you, you, could, you could do sort of the, the arms, claws out per yeah, dance. Yeah, or drive, drive um, a car. You could be driving a car. You could, you could, you could watch out, boy, just point to someone. <laughs> cheer you up, spit you out. Um, uh, I mean, and it's not it's not overly cheesy. I mean, it is cheesy, but it's not, um, it's not wake me up before you go-go cheesy, is it? No. It's got a, sto- it's got a kind of good story behind this. 
<clears throat> it's it's eighties sharp suits and mobile phones, isn't it? This this song yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be out of place in a film like Working Girl with Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford. Do you know what I mean? It's well, like, yeah, nineteen eighty two. It's it's really bang on, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, um, it's uh, yeah. It's just it's just got that you know it, it is the flex suit. It's the over denimed. It's the curly perm. There was it. Do you remember the the comedy show Big Train? Yeah, did you? Tom they did a Hall and Oates thing, didn't they? Where they where two of them dressed as Hall and Oates rocked up at a youth club, and they were like trying to help the London youth be stop being disaffected. <laughs> it was a, it was quite a good sketch of them kind of scatting and sort of the, the kids looking at them like who are these two idiots? And one of them was no on one's... his one of them was on his knees as John Oates, which is quite funny. <laughs> I suppose no one sort of made them into sort of like spoof cops because they didn't have to look like some sort of Cagney Lacey esque kind of like yeah. New York City kind of like detectives I didn't um, know they did, it wasn't Cagney and Lacey like, they looked like uh, Jill Gascoigne from The Gentle Touch and uh, oh they did the didn't brilliant? they yeah that kind of yeah. curly hair oh, god that, that was a good programme The Gentle Touch <laughs> oh what was her name Ted, uh, Jill, oh, Jill Gascoigne wasn't it Sorry, yeah Jill Gascoigne um, and then she went. Then they had the spin-off series, didn't they, called Cat's Eye, where she was the private detective, uh, and it was a spin-off she, from the. She's not dead, touch. is she? She's still no, alive. No, she's not. She's still going. She's still, yeah, she's quite saucy, wasn't she? I've got, I've got to admit about that. Yeah, can't argue with that. She was. A, she was an attractive lady. So Daryl Hall is beautiful. Sorry, Daryl Hall is lovely. So I've got, I've got, didn't he do some solo stuff as well? I think. I think he had a go, didn't he? Um, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, do you know what I always get? And this isn't bad for him, but I always get him confused with Steve Winwood. Okay. Who, um, and Steve Winwood's an interesting character, isn't he? Because he was in the Spencer Davis group. He was the lead singer of the Spencer Davis group. Who did uh, Steve? What, what, okay, go on. Steve Winwood, who did Valerie. Yeah. Valerie, call on me. He was the lead singer of the Spencer Davis group, doing um, "Give Me Some Loving." And he's oh, like, yeah, well, Mark, yeah. he's got a really soulful voice, but people only ever bloody remember him from Valerie. So looking at the picture now, yeah, he's not, he's, yeah, fairly, he's facially quite similar, isn't he? Yeah. Different hair colour. They've both got a blonde mullet, um, or they did in the 80s anyway. Yeah, do you know what, though? He's, what Stephen Wynn was done, he's, he's, he's aged like, in a graceful way, whereas I think um, Daryl Hall, unfortunately, is still peroxiding it up. Well, he's Daryl Hall. So, okay, then. I mean, the thing is, when you've got, you got, yeah. you got such an iconic look... Like Hall and Oates have. If you go on tour in 2017, if you're singing a song from the 80s, I want to see the curly hair and the blonde. They're one, of, they're, one of the big, um, they're one of the big duets, though, aren't they? You know, Simon and Garfunkel. Um, yeah. yeah. Hall and Oates. Little and you know, large. Little and large. <laughs> chuckle and chuckle. <laughs> uh, oh, oh sorry, sorry I, must take, I must be honest with you. He's also got still the mullet. Uh, but he's also had some work done. Oh, he looks like a, some sort of... Oh, dear. Oh, dear, Daryl. What have you done? He's let himself down, hasn't he? He's let you down. He's let you He's let himself down. <laughs> but his face isn't down. It's, it's very much up. It's very much up. It's halfway <laughs> around the back of his head. Okay, well, enough him. about Got him. Daryl... Daryl... Who? What's his name? <laughs> Daryl Hoops. Daryl Hoops. John Eater. <laughs> Yvonne Magruder. Um, so yeah, uh, enough about him. Anyway, what um, 
What are we saying for this? Is this, what going, reckon? I, is this I, going in the bin or is this going in the... Nah, come on. Listen, we've got to keep it up. Keep it up. It's a good song. Okay. Look. I do know. Look, if we put, we can, we can put, it, we can put it on the side. If we put Sam Sham and the Fair Eggs in, um, <laughs> I think in the interest of fairness and in the interest of upbeat, in the interest of... Uh, Morrissey warbling away, and and the fact that Headmaster Ritual isn't my favourite Smith song. Uh, I'm going to say this is a better song. Oh, well done! Do Thank it. you very much. I'm going to do it. Thanks. Okay, so well for a band that we love in the Smiths, they're they're not holding the rein today against oh, the positions oh, of authority. Yeah, hey, and he'll be really pissed off by that Morrissey. Okay, hey, Morrissey's got a new album coming out soon, hasn't he? Has he? And he's um, he's also doing a gig for the BBC. I think it's Radio Six. have got something on BBC Radio Six doing some um, some sort of sessions coming up. And he's like five nights of various things. He's one of them. I'll put, uh, obviously, I apply for tickets. But um, yeah, do you think if we plug it enough on this podcast, they'll give us a free ticket? I think with that we've fucking battered him so far. Going <laughs> 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 to get banned. He normally does well from us, though. In fairness, you know, you can't have it all his own way. He normally does all right. <laughs> Miserable old sod. Oh, um, up, listen, I'm going to throw for you, Jim. Go on then. Are you ready? Rolf Are you me. ready? Oh, I've got a six. Do you want a six? Yeah, go on. Let's, let's have a six. It's a, it's a wild card. Now, listen, it's not me choosing. <clears> but it's your... It's your bring it out of the top pocket. Not quite sure if it makes any sense kind of wild card. Okay, wild card, wild card, wild card. Let Ooh. me just go through my notes. <laughs> oh, very sufficient notes there. Go through, go through the uh, <laughs> the notes there. There's a lot of them. Well, this one, this one is uh, this one's less wild card than you would think. Uh, really, it's um, it's a song that's called uh, in brackets the Good Old Boys. And that's uh, that's kind Ooh. of what you would remember. That's the lyrics that you would remember it from. But the actual title of the song is the theme from the Dukes of Hazard. Oh. So, it, so it's another Duke in there. It's Waylon Jennings. It's um, it's a theme from Duke of Hazard. Good old boys, uh, old with an O L apostrophe at the end. So good Love old it. boys. Uh, let's have a listen to uh, to Waylon Waylon away. That's just a little bit more than the law will allow. I'm a good old boy. You know my mama loved me. But she don't understand they keep her showing my hands and not my face on TV. <laughs> okay, so there we go. Waylon Jennings, theme from the Dukes of Hazard. Um... It's. Uh, I got to be honest. This is this is beyond wild card. This is out there in the sticks. <laughs> it's got Duke in the title. It's got. It's position of authority. Yeah, yeah. And that really. is actually the name of it. The brackets is good old boys. The name of it is the theme from the Dukes of Hazard. It's like uh, uh, the theme from uh, the theme from Mash was theme from Mash. Theme yeah, from yeah, Mash. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, Waylon Jennings. Uh, classic country and western star, uh, not really very well well known over here. Uh, I had his album 
Actually, I say I yeah. did. My, yeah, my brother bought his album. Uh, a number of years ago, while I was living with my brother, we got heavily into the Dukes of Hazard because it was on Bravo every night of the week at <laughs> sort of seven o'clock in the evening when we got home. So we literally watched every episode of the Dukes of Hazard. Uh, and then <clears throat> when you were working at uh, that company Cruise Control, yeah, um, and they did the the video game for oh yeah the yeah, Dukes yeah. Of Hazard. And I, I was doing some stuff there as well at the time at Cruise Control, and I learned an awful lot about the Dukes of Hazard. <clears throat> so we knew Waylon Jennings uh, did, the, did, did the theme tune. Um, other tidbits of information are that uh, Tom Wopat and, and Rob Schneider, the original Bo and Luke, uh, right. after, I think it was after a series or after two series, they wanted more money to keep doing it. And the TV company said, it's not about you, it's about the car. And they said, no, no, we're mm. the stars of this show. So when they, when the TV company wouldn't give them money, they sodded off. <laughs> and they got in two <laughs> other blokes who were their cousins. And um, they they came in and the ratings just absolutely plummeted for an entire series. So the TV company had to go crying back with their tail between their legs to Wopat and Schneider and offer them a shed load more money. And then they came the back, and, and they rocked yeah. up back again in the in the first the first episode of the next series. And it was like, "Hey, Bo and Luke are back," and they basically shoved off the cousins, and the cousins pushed off home, and and that was it. And it, you know, good TV series. Uh, unfortunately, nowadays with the with the flag on top of the um, on top of the car, it's not particularly PC, especially with what's going on in America. I had a, no. I had a conversation at work with someone the other day who said to me, he came oh, out to me, he said, Did, I didn't realise, but the Dukes of Hazard, they had the that was the General Lee, and it had that flag on the top. I didn't realise who General Lee was. He's just been his statue's just been dragged down. I was like, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's all incredibly racist. <laughs> oh God! And also, and again, if we're talking about sort of. Uh, it was, it was 70s, wasn't it? Sure, late 70s, 70s, early 80s. Yeah, so if we talk about Imani to being quite of its time and um, it's quite misogynist and hedonistic, I mean, it's, God, what was that? Was it Daisy Duke, wasn't it? Four, yeah. Was it ever? But just, well, exactly. That, that, that was the, the reaction from everyone, wasn't it? Yeah. Four. <laughs> well, she did for hot pants. Did, did she even need to say anything? I mean, what, what, I, mean I can't imagine she had to learn a lot of lines. Yeah, well, she had a couple of lovely lines. <laughs> so we had a bit of, with that going on sort of, some sort of racist tendencies it was uh... <sighs> I'll tell you what it was a good TV show but anyway the song let's go back to yeah, the song, go on, that's so a song it's, it's a good song it's kind of that rambling sort of country and western um, uh, another another brilliant line in this, if, on the album like because the, the, the TV show uses the first verse and and the chorus yeah, uh, and the song is all about like it. It kind of describes them driving. It's got lines like uh, shooting the curve, flying through the hills. So it's about the car driving really fast, and it's all all about the program. And then there's a second verse that comes in, and at the end he kind of says, uh, "I don't know whether you remember the the show, but you used to see him start playing it at the beginning. So you'd oh, see right, a pair yeah, of hands yeah. and a guitar, yeah. but it would only be hands and a guitar. You wouldn't see him, Waylon Jennings." And at the end of the song, uh, after the second verse, he says something about, isn't it a shame that you only see my hands and not my face on TV? So he kind of references in the song right. the fact that it is actually him and he's called the balladeer in the, um, 
in, in the show because I think he narrates it as well. I think he's the guy that narrates. So he's the he's the known as the balladeer that sings a song. Actually, that's kind of reminded me a bit of the uh, the Fall Guy Whoa. song. Yeah, it's it's got the same sort of sort of flavour to it, isn't it? Uh, I've been on fire um, for Cheryl Teague, blown up for Rekka Welsh, <laughs> but when I end up in the hay, it's only hay, 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 hey, hey. Full patrol building or Tasman from a van? Because I'm the unknown stuff, man. Made Redford look so fine. Eastwood looks so fine. Redford's such a star. Ah, that's it. That was all, yeah. But he sang, I like that fact that he sang that as well. That was another programme that basically ran the same form of uh, Heather Locklear in a a bikini. Heather Locklear, at least Heather Heather Locklear did transform herself into, uh, with William Shatner. Yes. In the... TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker, that's the one, yeah. Um, TJ so she wasn't, just, she wasn't just token, saucy, blonde-haired lady. No, uh, exactly. She, she had a bit of credibility to her. Yeah, she was... Uh, well, not not in the full guy, she didn't. But, no. uh, but then it had, uh, it had Steve Austin, the $6 million man. Um, ah, he's and, he was uh, handsome, Lee Majors. And not forgetting the the awesome and very underwritten Bruce Boxerleitner as Howie. And Bruce Boxerleitner went on to play Tron in the original Tron. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, did. yeah, yeah of course he did. I know th- this has basically become a, a my field of knowledge. We've basically <laughs> ripped into eighties <laughs> television crap TV shows and people you've never heard of. Uh, always handy in a pub quiz, but yeah. So as you mentioned, you lived to your brother for about seven, eight years. <laughs> watching from seven pm, watching Bravo, you basically <laughs> just watched every single program ever made ever in the eighties. Yeah. Well, not just when I lived with my brother. That was basically from when <laughs> I uh, started watching the A Team um, at school. Yeah. At school, uh, probably nineteen eighty two onwards. Uh, that, that's, that, uh, do, do you know that was a good that was a good era for for those kind of programs? I think. Oh, there's some brilliant, um, brilliant TV shows. Maybe we will look back at it and be sort of slightly roast into um, sort of glasses, but um, I think no, we don't. I've watched the eighteen. I've got box sets of the eighteen. Oh yeah, the eighteen. Brilliant, brilliant. The four, the four guy, Night Rider, Streethawk, um, um, Airwolf, Airwolf, Blue Thunder, both helicopter thing basically two v two tv american tv <laughs> channel writing the same story <laughs> um but yeah i mean teams and dukes of hazard is it better song than headmaster's ritual so, yeah it's a good old boys it's a different it's a, good it's a old very boy. different um very different musical genre it's uh, you know it's teenage angst versus country and western i it think, is i think if you took both songs to the deep south of America. <laughs> I think there's only one answer here. Well, I think if I turned up looking like <laughs> Morrissey. <laughs> Mind you, Morrissey so, goes down well in a no, way. Does he go down well? They do like him over there, don't they? Oh, they like him in America. He lives there, doesn't he? But um, uh, I, I, I just feel this is not, not quite up there. Um... Waylon Jennings, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, yeah, I, f- I feel you've, it's it's very much a wild card, Jim. I think you've you've fought a, you've fought a good. You co- just some nice kind of distraction technique there with the eighties programs. <laughs> Look over yeah, there, the Look here, Barbara back. Yeah, you did. You tried to you tried to hoodwink me with there with some sort of uh, 
some legs and some blonde hair, but I'm not sure our Waylon is going to com- is going to compete with uh, another Whaler. Maybe, um, maybe if they'd shown more than his hands on TV, <laughs> we'd be looking at this being a better song. But okay, I, I'm prepared to, uh, okay, to agree that it's possibly a little bit too much of a wild card. And uh, <laughs> and although this isn't my favourite Smith song, it is probably yeah. still a better song. Sorry, Waylon. Grudgingly. <laughs> Hey, let's do the last one. Uh, last one, Jesus. Last one, absolutely last. And uh, four better so far. Four no, better, three better. No, three better. Okay, so last one then. Uh, over to you, Mother. I'm going. Uh, well, over to you to roll for me. Isn't I'm going to roll for you. Roll, roll for you. Roll, I really think roll, if we keep singing that, we might have a number one single at some. So actually, it would be a better song for someone like Luther Vandross or Alexander O'Neill, wouldn't it? I roll for you. Um, roll for you. It, yeah, definitely. It's got that kind of like 80s vibe going on, isn't it? Another yeah. 80s reference. Got to get out of the 80s, Jim. Can't help it. Okay, uh, I've rolled my old, uh, my old dice, and you've got a four. 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 Memory song. Oh, good. This is a good one. Um, yes. In the 90s. We. <laughs> we. We. That's, I think it's the highest we've gone, isn't it? Um, uh, no, we did have... I, uh, didn't we have a modern-day one at one point? I think. No, I don't know. Probably not. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> do care. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now then, then now. Um, you can't get higher than this kind of position of authority, I feel. Um, you can take your sirs, your dukes. Um, your two lots of dukes. You can take your man-eaters. Um, you can get rid of your teachers. Um I've got the police. I'm not talking about Gordon Sumner's. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon Sumner and B's bum. <laughs> Stuart Copeland and the other miserable one. Um, <laughs> this is from probably one of the greatest live acts I've seen. Um, and this is the Radiohead's Karma Police. Yeah, mate. Uh, you know, I mentioned well. With it, you talked about the Smiths. Uh, the sort of structure of the song is kind of not kind of. It's not sort of a verse or a chorus. This song doesn't really have a kind of a verse or a chorus. It has a verse, not really a chorus. Um, and it does mention the song title, "Karma Police." Obviously, the first got on a few, the first two verses or three verses, three verses. <laughs> it mentions "Karma Police," um, and it does what a lot of Radiohead songs do. It kind of just goes off at the end in sort of like a different kind of song. And this is this is from the album. OK Computer back in 1997, mm. uh, of which Paranoid Android, the opening track, kind of d- is very much kind of a, a five-part sort of song where it, could, it just completely goes from that song to sort of this version to this over here, and then it finishes something else and it kind of ties itself back at the end. Um, and this is, a lot, this is why I... It's a memory song for me because I think this is when Radiohead got really interesting. They started writing some really out-there kind of tunes. They started doing it a little bit in... 
Um, the Benz. So the Benz album, sorry, yeah. Um, and they had a few high end dry and was on there. Some sort of good, some really good songs. They're great songwriters. Um, and Tom, um, Tom, oh God, Tom Tom York. Yeah, he's a great singer. Um, and I think he's one of the key things about why they're so, so successful. Um, but they started going kind of like a little bit on left field towards the end of that kind of album and that kind of era. And then I think this album just completely changed everything they did. And I think musically at that time, 1997, it was kind of coming out of indie pop, mm. um, going into, well, going into <coughs> nothing, kind of just, it was just a bit of a bad Kind of stepping away from Britpop, really, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Like, like dance music was quite prevalent, you know, sort of the Fat Boy Slim. I probably went to university, wasn't it? So yeah. kind of Basement Jacks kind of, bands were kind of not there. Stone Roses split up. Um, loads of bands were kind of not really doing much. Like the Oasis was still kind of going, but there weren't. This was kind of like, wasn't this uh, Radiohead's kind of, even trickier third album. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah. yeah this is where. They, I mean, really, they should have. So they kind know, of esta- they kind of established themselves with the Benz as. Uh, well, Pablo Honey was great because they had they had the creep the creepers on that the creep. Yeah. Uh, they had creep on that, which is which obviously that that's what made them. But then, uh, um, oh, they, 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 I saw them do the oh, I saw them do creep on top of the pops. And that was my first introduction to Radiohead, and I thought it was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, but I remember I thought... going into college the next day, and someone who loved Radiohead was talking to me, and he just went, yeah, that was awful last night. I don't know, I don't know what they did. Uh, they do a live <clears throat> Yeah, they did it live, and they kind right. of did it a bit weird, and it was just, it was awful. Um, and that kind of put me off a bit, but then I got into the Benz. And the Benz mm. like kind of established them as like great songwriters, didn't it? Like real anthemic. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot but also, of they've got the, numbers the, on there. He's got some great lyrics going on. Also, he's not a conventional singer, and I think he's got quite a high high falsetto. Very, very Morrissey-like actually. Mm. Um, and in fact, a lot of what he how he sings, particularly towards the ends of songs, Allah, the headmaster's ritual, when this sort of the la 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 la, yeah, he sort of bit comes in. Um, Tom York does a lot of that in a lot of his sort of songs where they kind of go off on tangents. He's He's quite almost chanting a lot of his things he does. Um, not so much in the Karma Please, this song, but in a lot of the songs from, the, from that album and from then on. And also when they went sort of digital, they kind of went a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but this is... Um, for a minute there, I lost myself. That whole like, end, end of that song, I think, is brilliant. Um, don't, not because I like... Also, the song itself, Karma Please, I think is, is a, lyrically slightly nonsense, and sort of nonsensical. Mm. I think I found out they they were it was a sort of a tongue-in-cheek uh, reference to the band who always used to sort of say it to each other about people. Oh, watch out, the Karma Police are here, um, sort of in a sort of a tongue-in-cheek way. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the songs they play off the album, which of the OK Computer. I think like two or three songs they still play live. I think this is one of them. Um, but it's uh, it's yeah. They're quite I remember when the computer came out, Paul Lagerdack exploded. Um, oh, God. Well, that's where <clears> me and Paul Lagerdack bonded was over that album. Mm. I think it was on repeat for about three months. He did. I um, remember it came out, and I, I just constantly. remember being in, the, in, in college clutching it. Going, oh, it's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It is a brilliant album. There's, there's, I don't think there's a duff track on it, which is... Um, there's not too many albums you can say that this about. This is going to sound really awful. I've never listened to the whole of OK Computer. Have you not? No, and I've and I, I got to be honest, I don't know. Like, after uh, hi, uh, the, the Bend, yeah. um, I don't know why. I just, it just 
didn't really listen to Radiohead. Uh, I just kind of it, I think nothing right, else. It passed didn't... me by more than anything else. I didn't yeah, actively I think... not seek to listen to it. I just think I was into different stuff, and you know, I know it is a great album, and I know, yeah. that, but it's just something that I've never really. Uh, never really engaged with on on a weird I, level. I think that's a quite lot odd for me because that's something that I would normally have picked up. And in the whole Bristol scene, I got very into Tricky and mm. uh, a Massive Attack, and then got kind of never really engaged with Radiohead. I, maybe mm. I don't know. Well, these guys were from Oxford, weren't they? Originally, which actually is quite funny because they are completely different to the Smiths in lots of ways. Thought, yeah, they're from Oxford. Yeah, uh, middle class, uh, mostly Mancunians, working class. Didn't um, they? When they really? I oh know. I'm thinking of Portishead. Sorry, Portishead. Yeah. yeah. And actual fact, I think a lot of people would, would have been turned off by OK Computer, partly because that first song they released, which is Paranoid Android, was so left field. I think people went, "Oh, I don't like. You know, I want to play um, Fake Plastic Trees. I like, I like that sort of song. Why are we hearing? Yeah. Weird I could, do you know like, what? I what can't are we even, doing this? It doesn't make any sort of sense. What are you doing? I couldn't even tell you what Paranoid Android sounds like. Well, this <laughs> is the problem. A lot of radio has. This is when they started making songs which you couldn't really structure like the verse chorus we mentioned earlier this, this is where they didn't start doing songs which weren't really a verse chorus type of songs um, um for me which i think is, is really it's brilliant and a lot i mean i, I mean oh god i mean what panel damage was 20 years ago now um and they're still they're still they're still um producing albums still recording still playing live then they played again they played radiohead uh, i played so played glastonbury didn't they recently mm. Um, and I saw him play in 90, I think I saw him play in 97, 98, certainly when OK Computer was released. And it was probably one of the best concerts I've seen ever, um, just because it was just incredible. They're so tight live. Um, and Johnny Greenwood, I think, is just, he, I think he is, I know Johnny Mars revered, isn't he, in terms mm. of his songwriting abilities. And I think he has a better structure songwriting wise and song melody, um, Johnny Mars. But I think Johnny Greenwood, equally is as sort of maverick i think in terms of his what how he does and how he plays and i think his sort of his musical palette is much wider than johnny marr um and i think that's why radiohead is one of the best bands out there um and i think it's a brilliant song um and funny enough i found a song uh, a version on youtube where you, see, you you can watch radiohead sing the headmaster's ritual there's an outtake of them singing oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, you may have seen it so uh, there you go it all ties up um so what are Karma we saying? I'm gonna, I, I think Karma Police <coughs> is a better song. Uh, I'm going to bow down to your knowledge because OK Computer absolutely passed me by. Uh, for someone who thinks that they can talk about music, that's probably a really awful thing to say. But it really did... Yeah. Uh, I was When that came out, it was a, like you saying, you're going to see it as a live band and going to see them live. and uh I was into going and dancing around with pants on my head in a nightclub at that point, <laughs> and more, like more so than than I would never go really go and see live gigs at that time. So, uh, so maybe again, maybe that's why it passed me by. So I'm going to bow down yeah. to your greater knowledge, and you don't get nominated for that many Mercury Music Prizes, and not uh, and not. Um, oh no, and they're, they're still going. Not, not that you know, obviously that doesn't mean they're better than the Smiths, but um, um, but what they what they have done is kind of kept. Interesting, and then not doing the same thing. That's that's um, the thing I do like about Radiohead is they yeah. everything is different. They're not, um, you know, you kind of. I don't want to sit here slagging off Coldplay, but it's all bloody the same nowadays. 
It is. I mean, they, they tried to go. In fact, they did a little bit of what Radiohead did when they started bringing sort of digital and kind of electronics sort of to their music. And, um, it's all like kind of and happy, it kind of works, happy, but it's, it's, pop, isn't it? it's, it's still it's still pop. Whereas I think Radiohead is, and you know, for a lot of people, that's they didn't like what Radiohead did. The Radiohead did have done have gone kind of completely almost like or craft worky out out there kind of yeah. <laughs> digital music it doesn't make any sort of sense for a lot of people. But I think um, I think they're, they're just they're just artists. I think. Um, they quite like doing what they do and didn't, couldn't give a shit about anyone else. Um, okay, so there we there go. There you go. That's, uh, that's four, four of five, um, which is quite strange because, you know, Smith's song, I think, would have been, should have been quite difficult for us. But I think the one that we've chosen, like we've, like we've kind of said, I, I maybe, maybe fell out of favour with me over the years. Uh, yeah. Again, not sure why. Maybe because I got the words wrong and then found it out. Got angry with myself. <laughs> you know, I did. I, I didn't listen to Status Quo for thirty years because I um, was dancing around the, my lounge when I was a kid, and they were on the TV, and I stubbed my toe on the on the table and and couldn't listen to Status Quo again. It brought back too many bad memories. <laughs> so. Um, you definitely need to see someone about that if you're getting, uh, <laughs> if you're getting upset by Rip Parfit. It's not, it's not that I harbour, you, <laughs> harbour a grudge or anything, but, you know, <laughs> my tone's never been the same. Oh, well, bless you. If you see denim, you start crying. Yeah, I do. I do. We've, we've, man, we've mentioned denim a lot this this this, uh, this episode. I think you're going to start crying in a minute. If you need help, um, you can go and see the Reverend in blue jeans. Well, yeah. But... but, uh, but uh, Neil Diamond back another again. another another uh, lyric that's been misquoted obviously yeah um, the old Reverend in blue jeans is always a classic like he could have been one he could have been one blue yeah, jeans would have been Reverend in blue jeans would have been was, would have been power authority what, what what was the other ones you missed out Jim because I had a couple which I didn't get to speak to <coughs> speak about yeah I got some uh, God, I, I God Save the Queen stuff. yeah the Sex Pistols I yeah, thought that, that would have been a good one that's uh that one's a kind of start of a movement, yeah, that, really, isn't it? You yeah, know, definitely. I'm not yeah, about a bowel movement. That's the start. Of, <laughs> that's the start of everything, wasn't it, for for the punk movement, or not the start of it, but the kind of explosion into the mainstream for punk. Yeah, if you can have mainstream punk, I suppose. Um, I had uh, I had the Queen. I actually had the Queen is Dead um, by oh. the Smiths. I thought it would have been, but I didn't. I didn't want to pit Mozer against Mozer and Ma against Ma. I thought that would have been. Uh, it would have imploded. I was I was going to get tenuous with frankly, Mister Shankly, and as, as Mister Shankly being uh, Bill Shankly. You could, yeah, you could have had that. That uh, would have been that tenuous. Been wild card. Do you know my wild card was the A team, and not the theme from like you've done. I've done the A team, the, Ed, the Ed Sheeran number, um, which he gets a lot of stick Ed Sheeran of late. But actually, I think that song was really good. It is. Um, do you know what? I still like him. I just don't like Galway Girl. If I'm honest, I really don't like that song. He's also just got a bit. He's got. He's got the problem of being quite big, and everyone hates him because he's. Um, and again, he's got a bit samey. Well, yeah, that's the problem as well. He's, he's um, a, a lot of people have copied so. him as well, which also didn't help him. Yeah. Um, be original. Um, um, other things I had, I had. I shot the sheriff. Uh, made nearly made the list. Um, Bob, as you say, Marley again. Uh, Listen, Elvis Costello, Oliver's Army, White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. I had watching the detectives. Uh, Ooh. Elvis Costello. Um, uh, my guilty pleasure was uh, "Yes Sir, I Can Boogie" by Baccarat. Ah, lovely song. Which is uh, my, fa- my one of my favourite lines in pop. "Yes Sir, I Can Boogie" 
boogie woogie all night long. Genius. I love it. You, I love you, the fact you're, that they get in a boogie woogie. <laughs> you're woolly bully and you're woolly boogie. Woolly bully and a boogie woogie. And, uh, <laughs> I bet you like the shoop shoop song as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, I do have a, I do have a, um, a mathematical theory on the number of babies used in a song. Uh, is the, the more babies you use in a song, the worse the song is. So, the, like, uh, Justin Bieber, baby, baby, rubbish. Baby, baby. Uh, Britney Spears, oh, baby, baby, rubbish. Any oh, hit me one, baby, hit me one more time. Yeah, it's a bit of a classic. Oh, baby, baby. Anything that's got too many babies in it is a rubbish song. There's a, there's so a if correlation. Got two, if you've got two babies side by side, it's not a joke. Um, if it's like, but if you've got one, one baby's all right. Like, oh, baby, can I hold you tonight? Even no, you see, even that, that's 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 rubbish. But it's low down the rubbish scale because it's one baby, two babies getting worse, more babies. It's I don't I don't like the word unless I'm discussing unless I'm discussing a small child. I don't um, like the word baby. There's got to be one from the six. There's got to be. Uh, um, Ooh, baby, I love you, way. Mm, bugger off. I just, I think for me, I would never call anybody baby unless I'm talking about a baby. And that's I'm why a baby. I don't like oh. it. I've got baby facing, Bugs Malone. Don't like him. Too many babies. <laughs> Too many faces. So, um, so ne- next week, it's going to be songs with baby in the title. <laughs> you don't write baby. <laughs> oh, babe. Oh, babes. Yeah, exactly. All of that. All of that. It's it's an awful, awful thing. So, right. Okay. Well, you know, you know what? Now you've said you don't like it. You know numbers, to ba- <laughs> numbers to baby. Song, song, uh, babies to. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's where I go with that one. Uh, I'd, uh, I had Melton also... John ones. I had Queen Bitch and uh, Captain oh, Fantastic yeah. and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Queen Killer Queen. Killer Abba Queen. Dancing Queen was a, was nearly my guilty pleasure. Killer Queen by Queen, but I hate Queen, so that wouldn't have gone in. No, good point, good point. I, I had Army of Me by Bjork. Taxman, um, the Beatles. Ooh. Hey, listen, I nearly put in Rock and Roll Star by Oasis. Oh, Not yeah. Sure. That's, uh, that, that, from, more and more I like that song, although I don't massively like Oasis. I don't Bowie, Starman, or Tis Pity She's a Whore, of his last album. I'm not sure whore is a position of authority, but... No. Well, no. Uh, I don't uh, know, I don't know, probably not. Yeah, um, so I did have one where it was... Uh, uh, son of a preacher man. I thought it was Ooh, a good one. Get, uh, oh, the, certainly half of those you mentioned there, I think, might have been a shoo-in for a better than. I think, um, I think there were a lot of songs that you could argue for better than in this. Um, hence... Thing from Juice has a good old boys, which, is, <laughs> which has got one foot in the bare end then category. Well, I might check the lyrics. If I if I spot a baby in now, I'm, I'm there's no babies. In there. <laughs> there are no Just babies. a good old baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Jim, next week. Love to love you, baby. <laughs> That's a good song. Mm. It's all right. Oh, it's no, got too many babies in it for my liking. I'm gonna. You're gonna. You're going to regret saying that, I think. I'm going to find loads of songs you're going to, you're going to you love. <laughs> if anyone out there on Twitter wants to hit me baby one more time with some baby songs that they think are, are good, or, I will. Or, or um, just, just tweet Jim lots of images of babies. Um, I don't mind babies. It's the use of the word baby to describe someone who's your girlfriend or spouse. 
makes me want oh. to vomit. Oh god, you know I think I call my wife babes, and but I do. I did it ironically. That's the problem now. You get uh, it so you, ironically. You're all in there, babes. But even it's my babes, babes is a little bit better than baby. Would you ever go, hey baby? Listen, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Baby. No, because I struggle saying baby. You know. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. It's just a, just the word itself. Not because I find the word repulsive. Baby. It's too, it's too baba. You're trying to claim you've got some sort of Rowan Atkinson stuff. Well, I can't. Baboon's ridiculous. That's a baboon baby is awful. Baboon is a marvelous. If there was a song called Baboon Baby, that would be the only song. <laughs> Isn't that, that Kate Bush song? Baboonska. I know, it's Baboon Baby by Kate Bush. Oh, Even ba- Baboon Baby, it's me, I'm some home now. Yeah, it's, it's the double B that I don't like. I think that's the problem. That's the problem I think you got. It's the, it's the, it's the double letters together. It's not the double B, it's the connotations of people who call their girlfriends baby. Come on, baby, come back to my place. It's rubbish, it's awful. It's never been good. Songs about bees? <laughs> be, baby, be, be my baby. Oh, that's too many bees. Um, next episode, Jim. I'm gonna. I think we're gonna listen to uh, a little talk I have with a guy from Ireland Records. Oh uh, yes, we, I, we I did mentioned this on the Beano. We did mention well. to him, yeah, we did on the Beano episode, which we're gonna put out at some point. But um, so we're gonna listen to him about what makes a good song a good song. So um, we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> so use... however many babies are in. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going to ring it back up. You wouldn't mind just putting a bit in about baby, would you? Just to really annoy you. If it's got several uses of the word baby in it, that isn't referring to small children. I think um, I think I know who would have an issue with that. Pete Waterman from Stock Aiken and Woman. I think he he definitely has a lot of babies in his songs. I think well, it's part of his, kind of his lyrical makeup. I would quite happily strip to the waist and fight like men with Pete Waterman over that. Waist up. I think he'd like, <laughs> I think, I think he'd like to. Can you cover him in baby oil first? <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, he'd have it. He'd have it. Has he had babies? There's not many babies in his songs. Oh, a lot of this Doc Aiken Mormon stuff? Um, let's have a thing. Yeah, that's, that's your homework, that is, to find as many songs with baby in the title. That... Right. You wait. Next episode coming up, kids. Stock Aiken and Mormon songs featuring the word baby. <laughs> Next episode coming up, kids. Songs that you'll have never have heard of 40 <laughs> years ago by All two careful. old men. <laughs> oh dear. I think we've got to find, I'll tell you what, next episode, Jim, we're going to find a song which is current. <laughs> let's go back to episode two. We like that. That was good. Also, let's, three, Despacito. Let's get, yeah, let's get yeah, back we in with right the, the kids Despac- again. But then all of our other songs with Despacito were, were old, weren't they? Oh, do you know what? We might have to get a seven, uh, a number seven for the dice. Current song. We might have to have current, yeah. Maybe, maybe the wild card's the current song. Anyway, we'll, we'll work it out. Let's not chat about it now. People don't want to hear this. Um, People want to hear oh, something. Oh, there you go. In the <laughs> four, four out of the five were better than Smith. Headmaster's ritual. Sorry, Morrissey, but you've, you've been told. Babes. Sorry, Morrissey, you've you've done a lot of better songs, baby. But. Uh, Cool. This wasn't one. Right, buddy. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap it up there. Um, follow us at Five Better Podcast, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, um, download it, SoundCloud, subscribe, iTunes, etc. Yeah, download, listen, subscribe, and, and if you could write reviews, that would be good, even if you're saying we're rubbish, a bit of feedback. Yeah, or if you want to put titles about songs with babies in, <laughs> <someone> Jim's, <laughs> at Five Better Podcast or at Jimmy Robbo, any of those will do. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I get bombarded, I might actually explode at work, which would be quite funny. <laughs> um, alrighty, we'll see you later on. Okay, that's it for another week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Five better, five better, five better podcast. Five better, five better, five better podcast. <laughs>